let's do a little imagination exercise. In each case, you save $10,000 a year. You have two savers. First, the younger saver. The younger saver starts at age 25 and only saves for 15 years. So that's $10,000 a year times 15 years with a total of $150,000 saved after those first 15 years from 25 to 40. Now, let's talk about the older saver. The older saver starts saving at 35 and saves his or hers 10,000 per year for 30 years from age 35 to age 65 with a grand total of $300,000 invested, which is of course $10,000 times 30 years. So that equals a 300,000 that was invested. All right. Now here's where it gets interesting. Now who do you think managed to walk away with more at retirement? Who made more? Was it the younger saver who only invested 10,000 for 15 years starting at age 25? Or was it the older saver who invested twice as much, 10,000 a year for 30 years? but started just 10 years later at age 35. Well, if you think there was a catch, you're absolutely correct. Per Vanguard, based on an average of 8% annual return, which is very doable in the stock market, and Vanguard is a financial savings company, the younger saver who only saved $150,000, who only invested $150,000 from 25 to 40, that saver, he or she, had over $1 million at the age of retirement at 65. Meanwhile, the older saver, who invested $300,000 total from 35 to age 65, only had $838,000 at the age of retirement. So you might be saying, wow, how is this possible? How, how could it be that the younger saver who invested half actually made more than the, the older saver who invested just 10 years later but invested twice as much? Well, that's what we're going to get into on today's episode. Good day and welcome to the Save Like Dave podcast, where we are on a mission to help you save and win with your money on almost any income level. Dave retired at 55, traveled the world, and lived abundantly, all while making well under $50,000 a year his entire career. Now it's your turn. Let's take your financial dreams to the next level. All right, so today we have another story from Dave, and it's related to what we mentioned earlier with the importance of saving as soon as you can. and. If you're older, that's okay. This episode's for you as well, but we just want to stress the importance of saving as soon as you can. All right. Thanks, everybody, for being with us today. And uh, my name is Dave, and we're going to go through a few things related to what Nate just talked about. And just to add to what Nate said, one thing, what you observed when you listened to what Nate had to say, it's called the time value of money. Basically, just plain and simple, it means the longer you give your money to grow, it doesn't just grow two plus two equal four, 
But because of compound interest, it grows exponentially. And that's what you saw in that example. It's an incredible example. All right. I want to mention, as I have before, that I'm an average guy. I have excelled at being average in my entire life. Does that make sense? I'm just an average person. When I was younger, I was frustrated with myself for not exceeding or excelling in anything. I love sports. I played most with varying degrees of success, but in the end, I was average. Hence the Mr. Average moniker that I have chosen today. It fits me well. And maybe you have a similar bent. And maybe, just maybe, I've struck a chord with you in the area of personal finance. Maybe that's why you are still listening to this podcast. You can relate to me. You're an average person as well. And that's not a bad thing. That's pretty normal, actually. Now, I want to tell you a story about one thing that I was not average in. Although at the time, I never thought anything about this being special. When I was in elementary school, there was a program with the local bank and our school. With our parents' oversight, a bank account was open just for us kids. So beginning in the third grade, I began my journey to save. Now, it was not much. And if I remember correctly, I would bring in about 10 to 25 cents per week in a little envelope, and they would turn that deposit into the local bank. Wow. What did they... Uh... I know this was, you know, what, 30, over 30 years ago, well, 40 actually, years ago, 50 years ago. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, either way, right. It was a long time ago, but what did they think when this kid comes in with, with their 25 cent piece? You know, honestly, if you think about it, it must've been a logistical nightmare because you had all the third graders, you know, there was maybe, I think there was four classrooms of about 30 kids. So let's just say half of them were becoming regular savers. And so the bank had to take that money every week and count it out and then enter it into their computers or however they did it back then and keep track of it for these students. So it was a big deal. However, they did it and it made a difference in my life. Interesting. Okay, continue on. So now that was in the 60s when you can buy a gallon of gas for 30 cents. So you can get a perspective on the value. My mom and dad would give me the money for my bank account when I was little. But eventually, I, I started to get money for my birthday. Usually, it would be like a dollar in with a card from my grandparents, or I remember my favorite aunt. In junior high, I'd work on my uncle's vegetable farm, picking what was in season. Strawberries, potatoes, asparagus, carrots, tomatoes, corn, and so forth. At that point, I would earn about 5 to $10 per week. By high school... A friend from church got me my first real job making leather belts. After school let out, we would go to a factory from 3 to 6 p.m. and do a very tedious, unfulfilling job that paid about $1.25 an hour. During this whole time, I kept faithfully putting my quarters and eventually my dollars into an envelope, and the bank would deposit it into my account. Over the years, I didn't think much about it. However, I became a regular saver. That has become a habit that I've continued my entire life. So I can thank my school and my bank for that, to getting me started in the savings route. By the time I graduated from high school, I had saved $700. Now, back in 1973, that was a pretty good-sized amount for a 17-year-old average kind of kid. 
At some point years later, I realized that savings consistently from a young age was unusual. I mean, lots of kids started when I did, but not that many saved consistently every week and few kept it going all the way through high school. I don't know if it just became blasé or it wasn't cool, but I remember there was very few of us at the end that had savings accounts with the bank. Interesting. Wow. So just that little exercise, amazing that they even did that when you're in third grade. I'm, right. I'm afraid that uh, I don't think many third graders are learning how to save in a savings account unless they have great parents that walk them through saving, which in that case, that's great. What amazing thing that even in third grade, you can learn that discipline and you carried that forward all the way through high school where you saved a pretty decent sum for someone that was just putting in nickels and dimes and quarters every week or so. Yep. Well, I'll tell you, I got to give a shout out to Bridgewater Savings Bank. You know, um, they really did step up to the plate. They made a difference in kids' lives. It's something as simple as saving. So I want to just end with this. I may be Mr. Average in just about everything, except when it comes to saving for the future. It's not a natural God-given gift, but it's a talent that can be learned over time. And that talent, that skill will change the trajectory of your financial life. So what is my point in this story? In three words, it is pay yourself first. Exactly. Pay yourself first and and do it early. And so that leads us to three of the points to focus on. The first one is start saving early. As early as you can, and as I'll show in another episode, that one habit will dramatically change your life. Second, save regularly. With every financial gift, with every paycheck, save something. And third, save for the future. Saving for the long haul will take perseverance. You're making a commitment to your future, and it depends on discipline and patience, but the rewards are well worth the time spent doing this critical first skill. And as mentioned, you know, maybe you're listening to this podcast at 35 or 40, and you're feeling with a little bit of regret that maybe you didn't save earlier. And as mentioned in the earlier episode with Dave's sister, she didn't start saving until 10 years into her working career. It's just like the best time to start was yesterday. The next best time is today. But but another phrase is it's never too late, right? You are going to be a little bit behind some of your other friends that started earlier, but it's never too late. And my sister is the perfect example for that. So start saving early, save regularly and save for the future. So what do we want you to take action on today? The most important point I can tell you is to do all three of the points just outlined. To make it about as painless as possible, make it automatic. By the end of this week, add a savings account to your checking account and have the bank set it up so that a certain dollar amount or a certain percent of every paycheck goes directly into your savings account. Don't leave it in that checking account. Pay yourself first and put that into a savings account. Now, if having a checking or savings account is too old school for you, there are a ton of internet sites like Mint, for example, that will do the same thing for you. The goal would be initially 10%. 
But if you don't think that is possible at this time, do whatever you feel you can, but save something. I want to re-mention what uh, Nate talked about early in the beginning that the Vanguard story was, that saving 10000 a year from 25 to 40 or 15 years versus the person starting at 35 and investing his money for 30 years, and the one that started earlier yielded a bigger end result at retirement. It's an incredible example of the time value of money. At this point in your journey, the amount does not matter as much as beginning the process of being a regular, systematic saver. You can and you should increase your savings as you go, but for now, I want you to just become a saver. If you can do this first step, you will win in personal finance. Once this has been part of your life for a while, you will see it is not so hard, and this one step will begin your journey to financial independence. And maybe you're thinking, well, sure, I have a checking account or I have a savings account, but they only give me 0.3% yielding per year or 0.5% return a year, which is really not much. You know, if you put in $100, maybe you'll get a little bit more than that at the end of the year. But we are going to go into, in later episodes, retirement vehicles and how you can put your money that you're saving into an investment similar to the example we gave at the beginning, where you can actually, in fact, yield 6%, 8%, or maybe even 10%, depending on the market. And we will get into that in later episodes. That just about wraps up today's podcast. The next podcast, you will see how you can earn less than your friends and still win with money in the end. So you might be thinking, well, they make so much more than me. Well, we're going to show you an example where you can make less than that friend or whoever it is or that family member and still end up coming out ahead. So Dave, you want to go ahead and read today's scripture? You bet. This one is really appropriate. I think you'll see. It just tells me again how God is incredible. 1 Corinthians 16.2 says, On the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income, saving it up so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. 